As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. I'm glad you've decided to check out the Relational Leader Podcast. Whether you're a lead pastor or just a volunteer leader or staff person in your church, we all go through so many things in ministry and we have to make so many decisions and deal with so many things that a lot of times we're unsure of what to do. So I wanted to have a place where we could sit together and have conversations about real topics, real things that we're dealing with, and could glean and grow and get some wisdom from those things. And I think if we do that, then we can all be better if we're learning through this together. So that's the heart of this podcast. I pray that you learn something today, that you grow, and you become better in who you are as a person and as a leader. And I pray today that this podcast blesses you. We are so glad that you joined us today for this episode of the podcast. I'm so glad to get to sit down with Pastor Randy, as always, and uh, excited about the topic today that we're going to talk about. Yeah? This is going to be a great topic today. It's, it is a good one. I, 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 am, I get to know this topic a little bit firsthand because I've worked with you and alongside of you for a really long time. And this is something that you do really well. You've taught your staff and your team to do really well. Um, and one that I think a lot of our listeners are going to be really interested in. And they're so. going to be interested because they're going to hear a lot of the things that I didn't do right. You say I do it well now, but it's because you <laughs> saw me when I didn't do it well and what I've learned through all of that. <laughs> that also is maybe why we brought um, an additional person on this podcast who is possibly, I don't know, maybe the smartest man in the room no. here. Are you talking about There's only two of us in the room. I, so, I mean, what are you trying to say? Kristen, <laughs> remember, he signs the checks. I know, I wasn't. He signs the checks. I, I, was, I was trying to, like, you know, yeah, trying well, to help but, you well, out there. very kind of you, very kind of you. <laughs> so we have with us sitting down uh, Pastor David Murphy, who is one of the pastors on staff here That's at right. Bayside. Yeah. And uh, also, I don't know, you've got a lot you got a lot to share with us today, I'm sure. Well, in this subject, you know, I came in learning. You know, you, we, we, you do it, but when you come into church that this is who we are, this is the, this is, I'm, I'm standing on the shoulders of those who have gone before me. It's so encouraging, you know, like, yeah, this is why we're here. This is to reach our people for Jesus Christ. So I, I'm just excited to be around the table and chatting. I'm <laughs> so glad that you are. So David, you are, uh, I mean, you sound like you're from America. <laughs> yeah, you're not from Louisiana. I don't, at least not. No, South so, Louisiana. I don't know. Is that, <laughs> I grew up with Aranda, you know, no. Right. Uh, Tell I, us about actually, yourself. Actually, I grew up, I was born and I grew up in the Canary Islands in Spain. And you Espana. don't sound like you're from no, Spain. Uh, yeah. so Spanish was actually my first language. My parents, my parents were for, are from Northern Ireland, so they're Irish. So, but I grew up on the mission field. So, so your first language was Spanish and not English. Yes, yes, you know, but but I'm a, what they would call a true bilingual because both languages. At home, we spoke in English. Outside of the home, we spoke in Spanish. With my brothers and sisters, to this very day, I speak Spanish to them. But if my mom or my dad walked into the room, we would switch languages. 
And us, we've grown now because our smartest bar- man in the room. No. <laughs> you are right, Kristen. Well, you I do, amen that. You do speak another language, don't you? Do Louisiana, I mean, a Cajun. Speak- I don't know if that's a real language. <laughs> I don't even know, think like, it's documented. <laughs> I'm learning words from you all the time. Like that's that's not Lanya, for this topic. That's a different podcast. Okay, sorry, sorry. Different podcast. Bring it back in. Bring it back in. <laughs> okay, bring us back in. Yeah. So, so I was I I I was I grew up in Spain. But I ended up then in Belfast in Northern Ireland. That's where I college and my first years of paid Christian ministry. And now I've been in the States for the last uh, nine years, nine years. Okay. Uh, and, and so you've been in ministry, not just in the States. You've done active ministry. Oh, yeah. So you've seen yeah. different communities and, and different yeah. um, responses to sure. Christianity and ministry around the globe. Yeah. In, 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 in Spain, I mean, when you're in a mission situation in Spain, you you, when people see you in, in the Spanish setting, that my parents that I grew up in, they saw us followers of Christ as a cult, you know. So we ha- there was a lot of barriers that had to be broken before you even got the opportunity to talk about mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm. Also, then in Ireland, it was more, shall we say, Christianized. So it was a different approach. So yes, Western Europe is where I've done most of my ministry the american experience for me has only been in the last nine ten years yeah i think uh but actually i think that's going to help the topic a lot Mm -hmm. today because uh, america i'm not saying america's like spain however Mm -hmm. there's a lot of post-christian yeah in our community Mm -hmm. and a lot of people think a lot of cultish things about christians and church in america or at least anti-establishment or distorted view yeah you know there's something they saw as a child or on tv mm-hmm. that's got a, a wrong view of what the church is so yeah yeah, yeah it, so i was reading um a study that barna put out talking about christianity in in america yeah. and uh, they said that 65 percent of americans they call themselves christian but 36 percent of them go to church so you've got this massive That's huge difference difference yeah but it, i bet i bet the disparity of this Kristen is is huge because we now know actually from barna as well that the people that go to christians so 36 percent of americans go to church regularly when we know that they say they go to church but they go on average only once a month oh so that's that's you think that 36 percent is like a those who go once a month or twice a month or even maybe less than that oh i think they when they surveyed them and they said hey how often do you go to church yeah they they're, I'm a church goer. Yeah, yeah I, I go goer. once a month. That's the average <laughs> Christian. That's when they go. So that yeah. number could be even way. Less. Well, when we no, I think 36 percent go, but a huge portion of that they only go once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a whole lot of barriers. Why? Why would you think there's such a big difference? Why would they call themselves something? Maybe this is not the topic here, but why would they call themselves Christians uh, and then not attend? a place of worship do you think it's they've become de-churched do you think they've become sick of the church do you think uh you know is that a large majority maybe i'm asking a question that you can't answer no, because you're I from think, louisiana <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't i answer that because i don't know I'm because louisiana. you looked at me in a way i'm like oh uh, is this well a- i mean that is a is a rabbit hole that we sure, can go down sure. a long a long way but sure. I, I honestly i feel that uh, a lot of people don't go to church because, for whatever reason, church has become irrelevant, irrelevant to them in America. To life, yeah. And I think there's probably two reasons. Yeah. It, and this is totally Randyism, but this yeah. is why I think. <laughs> yeah. I think one is the church has hasn't been relevant. It doesn't speak to their life, meaning yeah. issues that they're going through. Yeah. 
or it, when they go there, it just seems so disconnected from real life. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the presentation, the feel, and how things yeah. are done there, it's like, well, it's so disconnected from yeah. life, so why go? Yeah. The other thing is, I honestly believe, okay, if you were to run into somebody in the street somewhere, in a just somewhere in America in general, that was anti-church and Christian, and you told them you were a Christian or a pastor, they'd go, oh, I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm not doing that. And if you really dug into it, you probably would find they had a bad experience bad with someone experience. who said they were a that's Christian. That's right. That's so right. if that's what they're like, why am I going to go there? Because that's sure. who's there, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably one of those two things. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the reality is, is there's probably a, there's probably a bazillion reasons, yeah. right? I mean, some of the ones mm-hmm. that you highlighted, there's probably more. What we do know is that it's only 36% of Americans that only that go to church regularly that could be once a month it could be once every 2 months it's a it's not a lot of people right um and what the topic that we're going to dive into today kind of has to do with this idea cuz God has not called us just to pastor the church but really to pastor the community mm-hmm. where where we yeah. live and yeah. it's it's about people and mm-hmm. clearly not all of people are in the church and no. so it's this whole idea of not getting boxed into you know as pastors as ministry leaders and 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 people who are in ministry in yeah. America maybe even in other parts of the world sometimes we get kind of boxed into all the stuff that we're doing for our church and we forget that the yeah. majority of people yeah. that we're called to pastor don't even even come to our church that's true and so how do we do this how do we do a better job of pastoring our community what what does that even mean to you randy well i can tell you for me one of the things that i really kind of set all of this stuff in motion was uh, a a friend of mine was telling me before i was starting this church literally like a a month before and he said randy when you go start this church you go start bayside Mm mm-hmm there, you need to realize most of the people there are not going to go to church, mm-hmm. uh, which but they also don't have a pastor. So yeah. don't just go and pastor the people that attend your church. Hmm. Go pastor the community. That, that was the first time when I came here. That was the first time I heard that statement. I said it the weekend you were here. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. I, I don't know if it was that specific weekend, but when I started to attend Bayside and then before I was on staff, I remember you early on mentioning this story or the way mm. you were saying, I'm, again, Western Europe and all that. I never really heard about pastoring the community, only pastor your church. You know what I mean? That was the way we yeah. grew up. That was the way I was told. Now, looking back, I saw my dad in this very much pastor in the community, mm-hmm. but it was never terminology that we that we used. So when you said it, something resonated with me. Ah, that's what it's called. We, we call it evangelism, we call it outreach, but it's literally caring and pastoring for the area. Isn't that, that what a pastor, he's exactly. a shepherd? Yeah, and so shepherd. If, if most people in the communities in America, which is true that they don't, yeah. They don't mm-hmm. have a pastor. They don't have a shepherd. Mm-hmm. They don't have someone mm-hmm. looking out for their soul or encouraging them in mm-hmm. any way they can. Yeah. Why wouldn't you walk around? So basically, I did. I started saying, I'm going to walk around this community. Mm-hmm. This is this is my city. Yeah. I'm going to pastor these people. Sure. And the But the problem with pastors is we count attendance or we count offerings and we count how many people are in our kids' ministries or small groups or whatever it is that you're counting – and that's all about the people that are there. Inside. So you're constantly having to fight against the grain. Yeah. Mm. And and so before we started the church, 
I remember I was I was meeting a family, a potential family to come I to our church. I remember the story. It's a good story. But it, it is. This is this is when I was trying to learn all of this idea of pastoring the community. I was meeting with a potential family, telling them the vision of our church yeah. before we even started Bayside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We met at Cracker Barrel, so we were eating lunch. And when I was finishing uh, eating with them, I was walking out, and inside the the front part of the store, where like the uh, the restaurant where the store is, okay. There was a bunch of commotion going on, and I was pushing people away and trying to see what was going on. And there was a lady collapsed on the floor. She she was elderly. In Cracker I don't know her, in Cracker Barrel in the, in the in store. The store, yeah, yeah. And and the EMS people, everybody was working on her, and I was trying to figure out what was going on. And and I noticed this younger boy next to me. He probably was twenty, standing kind of next to me. And somehow I just could sense that he knew this person. Mm. And so I heard this ringing in my head, right? Pastor of the whole community, pastor of the whole community. Because yeah. normally I would have went, oh, wow, wow, interesting to see. And then you just walk <laughs> yeah. off, right? Like, oh, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, I do, you Grab do. Grab a popcorn. <laughs> Ring, what's going on here? It, or you might even like, oh, Lord, I just pray for them. That yeah, 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 you, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. You know, later on, yeah, reality yeah. hits, and you tell your spouse or your friends, and you go, oh, man, isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had a moment to pastor. yeah. That for just a moment. So, so I started, you, I struck up a conversation with this boy and I go, so do you know this person? He goes, yeah, that's my grandmother. And so he told me a little bit about what was going on. He wasn't super talkative, right? Sure. So I remember thinking, pastor of the whole community. So I remember all of a sudden I put pastor hat on. I went, yeah. hi, I'm Randy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, literally like, hey, I'm Did a, you actually use the term, I'm a pastor? I said, yeah, I, I pastor a church in town. Oh, you did? Okay. Now, mind you, I didn't. There was no church doors. <laughs> oh, this, right this is before we started the first service yet. But no, I'm just, okay. Yeah, go I was ahead. like, yeah, really? pastor a church in town. Yeah. No one comes yet. But. Nobody knows about it. There's not a building. Right, but I said, uh, I said, yeah, I pastor in this town, and and so listen, it, it, can I can I pray with you? And yeah. and he's he agreed, but it, you could tell it was very awkward. I, awkward. I kind of just put my arm on his shoulder and like, let me pray with sure. you and. Sure. He wasn't necessarily leaning in or whatever, but I took a moment. I prayed with him, sure. and I said, look, if there's anything I can ever do for you, I pulled out my business card. I was, like, so proud I had a business card. Wow. <laughs> wow, you're ready. Do, you're ready. do people still have business I mean, what, cards? Yeah. Like, is that, like, a big mouse? When still? somebody gives you a business card, now what do you do with it? You uh, put it in your phone and you throw it away, yeah, or you give it back to yeah, them. in your yeah. pocket, and you're like, okay. This yeah. was before. This is back with flip phones, okay, nice. people? Yeah. This was before smartphone wow. days, okay? Some of our listeners may not know those days. <laughs> Well, we won't even go there. Do you want to share how, how the, long you've been in ministry? Yeah. <laughs> I said earlier in my introduction, That's it's been true. 26 years it's now. True. So A flip phone is something that in the past, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you've, never mind. I ain't going to say anything. Okay, so I did. I prayed with this guy. I gave him my card. I said, if, if I can ever do anything for you, let me know. Mm-hmm. All right, I've never heard from that young man again. Sure. Mm-hmm. It, nothing. Mm-hmm. But I had four minutes with him, yeah. and I pastored him for four minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. All right, so I did my job. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I left the Cracker Barrel, and I'm walking to my car, and sitting on the front porch on one of the rockers, you know, yeah. is a younger girl that you can tell she works there. She's got her Cracker Barrel uniform on, and she is distraught, man. She is crying. Mm-hmm. And I went, pastor the whole community. Mm-hmm. So I walked over there to where she was. I sat in a rocker right mm-hmm. next to her. And was rocking. I said, "Tell me what's going on." She goes, uh, "I was I was the host that was taking her to her 
her seat mm. and when oh, she wow. claps right there it's and she goes i'm thinking about my grandmother yeah and oh, i haven't wow. been there to see her and i've been busy with yeah. college and yeah. everything else and so i pulled out my business card <laughs> <laughs> i passed her a church people and don't learn anything yeah. they're gonna all go get business cards yeah. go this. get your business yeah. card pastors yeah. you're in with every conversation <laughs> you never wow. know when you're gonna need one i handed it to her yeah and I uh, said, can I pray with you? And she said, yes. And I prayed with her. Sure. If I can ever do anything else for you, wow. let me know. Now, I never heard from her again, sure. which you means I'm not really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, were, you, were, you made yourself available yeah. to the person at that time with a need. Indeed. That's what I'm hearing from this. That's and to get business cards. <laughs> for yeah, sure. Get business cards because you never know when you might <laughs> yes. have four minutes to pastor yeah, someone. Yeah. And so, listen, I don't know that those people ever came to church. Sure. But... I decided that I would take ownership of pastoring the community, yeah. not just those who come on the weekend. Yeah. And I think if we all do that, then our communities will be a better place, which I want my church to be a great church, but I want my community to be a great community. Mm -hmm. So, And if only 36% of the people actually come to church, there's... The 64 percent yeah. of the there's people a lot who do of not people there's a lot of people there you know that's a great attitude a great mentality to have because it becomes a lifestyle it's mm -hmm. not a hat that you wear uh, at certain times at weekends or whatever it is mm -hmm. it's all the time you mm -hmm. know and that's what actually I've, I've so i have observed you doing this i've been with you to restaurants when you're very natural in conversation and allowing god to open the opportunity to say well yeah well you know right down here Bayside if you want to come sometime you I've seen you do that you know mm -hmm. and then doing it us where we are in our in our area you know it, that's it's the natural part of being aware that there's people in need all around us but can we yeah. get real though I mean what are the barriers right right that I have a to-do list, man. I got I got stuff to do. You got a message to prepare. You've got meetings to go to. I mean, reports to write, whatever it is. And it most is. people are so busy. Yeah, They're busy. moving from one place to the other with no margin, yeah. no time. Yeah. Um Well, I got a funeral to do. I got a sermon to prepare. I got oh, I need to have date night when my kids have soccer and That's right. You have life just running so fast and honestly, I uh, that's a great story, and I did it good there. But but for the most of the part, Sometimes most of the it times, it's it's. I wonder is it is it more being aware? Uh, you, you you use sport, and I I always realize my son's playing soccer. You know, so I I'm wouldn't it be called football? Football. Well, okay, I mean, I'm just I, I'm, I'm just recognizing that the audience that may be listening to this right. is inside the United States. Okay. but it's real football is you play with your foot. Do you want to open that door? <laughs> or soccer? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or soccer. Okay. Uh, anyway, the ball with your foot is called <laughs> football in my world. In your world, it may be called soccer. So I saw that as the only time really I was being with, around people in our community. I'm with Christians all the time. I'm in a church. I'm a pastor. I'm either dealing with staff people or I'm dealing with church people. And I remember sitting while the son, my son was playing, and I'm sitting in a line with other parents. Mm -hmm. And at that time, mm. who are you? What's your name? Where do you come from? How do you? How long Did you, you pull been? out your business card? I no, I I cannot say I have. You ever. did it wrong. You have to pull out your business <laughs> Sorry, card. Pastor, I don't think I've ever. Do you even know where you have any? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't have no, a business. I think Krista could give me business cards when I first came here, about four or five years ago. 
And I don't even know where I put them. So I apologize, Kristen. This is, oh, I know I, I'm doing it publicly and all that, but... That's a waste of church yeah. money, Mr. Oh, Murphy. Bad stewardship. <laughs> okay, so yeah. you're standing in line So I'm now. just standing in line. And you're, you're, and you're genuinely just, just having a conversation. But just being interested yeah. in people. Just, hey, what do you do for a living? And, I'm yeah. and in doing so, not the first week, not the second week, but hey, how you doing? How was your week? Just the natural, I'm sitting with you. The conversation then opened up. Mm -hmm. Well, who are you? And what's your act? Now, in my world, my accent yeah. to your ears is it opens up doors like, where are you from? Uh, so that totally. opens a door naturally for me. So therefore, at that point, it's like, well, I, I, I serve for a bit. A business that has different franchises. No, <laughs> do you really say it? Like sometimes that? I, I actually have because to, otherwise you kind of lose relationship. Well, yeah, with, I mean, I'm oh, a you're a pastor. Oh, great. Then but goes, then they, that's the whole point about. They go sit, yeah, they go sit on the other side of the field. So yeah, I, I then start talking to them and then just start to just build relationship, you know, and then invite them. And that's a that's a that's the scary part, you know. It's like, would, do you do you want to come to church now in the world that I am? Yeah the fields and where we were in a mobile setting so we're in the the middle school right beside it so it's actually quite easy to turn around and say we meet right there or because i'm already what well, we were five fifth campus or whatever the name of bayside was known so i was in a different position that obviously you were at the start of it yeah i was able to say you know bayside oh is that not a big place down on 64 yeah. oh i've never been there i used to go i went for christmas or whatever well actually the campus is right here but it came being aware that when i was in the community i didn't have to go looking for these people yeah. these people were sitting beside me as i was doing life with my with my kid hmm. so i think we have to be aware of the yeah. natural opportunities that are around us all the time that then That's then they come up to you and they say you know what my my aunt or my granny was going mm -hmm. through a tough time sure. it's it's amazing how then the doors do open to pray to lead to encourage I you know, know my kids have yeah. played sports too and yeah. they played football real football yeah <laughs> they, they played real football the original the football original. yeah original. let's not go there <laughs> and and i just remember you you get to know families there and it starts all small talk oh the game and the sure. weather and the sure. whatever and then through the years they they go through a crisis yeah and they they know you're a pastor and then all of a sudden the door opens it's true it is true and you almost or as a pastor you do this with the people in your church as well mm -hmm. yeah because a crisis opens up the door for them to lean into you and that's true in the community as well. As our kids were playing uh, soccer, the families would be going something or something would just come up, and it gave me a chance to to pastor them. And so through the years of my kids playing soccer, it ended up that 75% of the families, now they actually come to our church. That's exactly mm. I, would, I would say at least two or three families of every little team he's been on are at the campus. But I didn't have to go looking for an evangelism opportunity. Yeah. It was there because I was involved in the community. So do you think, so just hearing what both of you guys are saying and a couple of things that I've picked up on is that you're, you have placed yourself where people are versus waiting for people to come mm -hmm. into the doors of the church. Oh, I mean. It's two very different, most different things. And so even in those conversations, they didn't necessarily come to Bayside right away, but that didn't keep you from pastoring them yeah. for years. It's true. Before, but I, let me let me just throw this yeah, lane in there. We'll dig a little bit more. Yeah. To me, I don't care if they come to Bayside. See, that's, that's a huge. That's that's, that's that's massive. Now, okay, let me ask you. That's we're, because as long tempted, as they go to church. But were you tempted in those early days? Like, was there something in you? 
I mean, yeah. I'm tempted now. I would love for them all to go to Bayside, but yeah. if I'm honest with you, that's yeah. not God's plan. Yeah. So, Which is wisdom, maturity for you as a pastor. Well, you know? the reality of it is if all the, the 64% of people in America that don't go to church, if they decided this weekend that they're all going to go to church, they can't fit in the churches yeah, we, we have now. We don't have enough. So we need more churches. Sure. So God's plan is not for a church, but for the church. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm for. Now, naturally, if I'm there with my kids and playing yeah. sports together and mm -hmm. I get to know they're going to want to come to our church but but that's they see you but they see you probably in your normal fun state don't I mean you're you're super I, competitive I, I was just going to say are you shouting are you shouting at the ref and all that I don't think he's fun at soccer well, you know, it makes me a real person like oh no because Alicia I don't know how many times Alicia has looked at me she looks she just touched me she goes do you remember just who you are okay <laughs> i know it's a good thing that amy randy's wife is much nicer yeah. than he is indeed yeah. she, uh, those soccer families would have never come to yeah. Yeah. love covers over a multitude of sin <laughs> amy's love is covered over a multitude of my sin. Yeah. okay wait but i want to i want to i want to come back to something that you just said um because you you said which i don't know if this is the the reality of of everybody but you don't really care what church they That's go right. to you, you want you're trying to build mm -hmm. the the kingdom of god you just, you just want people to find jesus and find a church it's so, my job to sow seed and water and encourage people uh god grows the church and if he if he grows them in my church great if he grows them in other people's church that honestly that is all that matters well, that's, that's okay apollos uh, so Paul watered, Paul watered, but God, God gave the growth. You know, not that having that mentality that we're all in a part of, we all have a part to play. Whether you are a pastor mm -hmm. or a a a parishioner or a member of a church, all of us have a part to play. Yep. Don't just give it to the professionals, but those of us who get the opportunity to lead the church, being aware of that. That's a mm -hmm. great attitude. That's a great mentality because it's not about me anymore. It's not about us anymore. It's not so, about the name yeah. of Bayside. It's about the name of Christ. Yeah. So you combine that with the 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 truth that there aren't enough churches in in America, which means we all need each other mm -hmm. to pastor the community. Let's talk for a minute about how. So you've been in the community that we're in now, Bradenton, Sarasota, kind of Sun Coast area for how many years? We started the church seventeen years ago. Seventeen. So this seventeen year it'll years. Be, it'll be but you moved on when? How long have you personally? Been I moved going? here uh, th three months. Prior to starting the church, that's okay. No we're, church we're, planner should listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> don't follow that. Three bottle. months before you started, no, and I parachuted in here. I just not like yeah. I knew a bunch of people. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the way you do it. The Ark uh, Association yeah. of Related Churches. We know how to plant churches, sure. and and that's not the protocol. But you I didn't were, do it right. You were way early in that process. That's, so what not to do? Yeah, right. well, that's how we know what to do now because yes. <laughs> dummies like me <laughs> didn't do it right. <laughs> All right, but God's grace covers Indeed. a multitude sure. of Indeed. mistakes. Sure. All right, so 17 years in one community. Um, you can't effectively pastor this community by yourself. H how have you, and, and maybe some other pastors and leaders out, out listening are kind of wondering this too. I've got a big community. I've got a big city. Um, is it possible to 
to bring some unity among some other churches, mm-hmm. other church leaders to to help pastor the large amount of people in our in our backyard because we can't do it by ourselves. And and you are an extremely relational leader in bridging relationships and building that. Can you maybe let's talk for a minute practically that maybe would mm. help give some tools to other pastors, leaders, sure. uh, people in in churches that are trying to pastor their community but mm-hmm. want to do it with other people. Yeah. You know, that's a tricky thing to do as a pastor and a leader because uh, so many times pastors, uh, you know, what I'm doing, I don't want to share it with you because you're going to go take it and do it. It Everything comes very proprietary, Mm -hmm. and I hold my cards close to my chest. And So here's how I I fought that, two two primary ways. First of all, when I moved to this community and I started Bayside, and whether you've already started a church or whether you're going to, I think you can still do this. I went to pastors that I saw as – as kind of the gatekeepers of the city, if you will, you know, the sure. influential churches. And I would try to meet with them. Hey, can I I'll buy you a cup of coffee? I'll buy you lunch. Mm-hmm. And I would I would sit down with them and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to be pastoring this community. You're a very influential church. And I just want you to know I'm in this town. And, and I just would love to learn from you uh, or at least let you know that I'm here to sure. serve this community. And thank you for all that you've done. You have sown. You have prayed. Honor. There's so many things that you have done. This is prior to even oh, starting. even starting Just the church. Honoring. Sure. Yeah. In fact, I met a man the other day in our town that I had never met before. He he runs the the number one Christian radio station in the country, and I never yeah. met him before. And I met him the other day. He was the very first one to ever have a FM radio station, yeah. Christian oh, wow. radio station yeah. in America. Oh, wow. I met him for the first time the other day, and I, I told him, you heard me say this, right. I told him what you. I've told pastors over and over again, what an honor to Thank meet you. you. Thank you for the years yep. of praying and fasting mm-hmm. and That's sowing right. seed for this community. And I just happened to get to come in here and be a part of the harvest. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say thank you for yeah. that. Was and that that's just disarming. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, because in all actuality, we have other pastors, whether you moved into that city or whether you live there, you still have other pastors in that community who worked hard for yeah. the harvest that's happening there. So mm-hmm. when you when you uh, offered to get coffee with them, how did, did they respond? Did they not respond? Did they a lot of them won't even call you back. So they saw you as a threat. I don't know that. I can't okay, answer okay. that Sorry, question. Sorry, that was unfair to say that. But they didn't respond to you. No, some did not respond what to me. What did that do in, in you then? Well, I just... I'm still going to honor them. I just, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to beat the door down. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to be their friend in the community and do what I can. And you know what else I've done? We've done this since day one at Bayside. We call two other churches in our community yeah. that are Christian churches, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. okay, that, that preach the gospel, use the word of God. We call them every week and we ask them, hey, what are your prayer requests? And we pray for them right. during our service. Yeah, that for impacted them. me when I started to come to Bayside. Because. Once again, it's about the church yeah. in the area. Yeah. So we we yeah. pray for them, and uh, you know those are some things that we do practically that I've tried to, to kind of bridge all that. Of that. Yeah. yeah. It's funny yeah. because uh, we we talk about you know being in the community. You said that you said the term key holders of influence in the church world and church, but there's also key holders of influence in the community. Uh, and I remember just praying, and this is a walk by the Holy Spirit. Obviously, you have to say Lord, word because you could run out. You could run yourself ragged at all the needs in the in the community. Lord, where are the people who are influential in this community, whether they are known or unknown, mm-hmm. you know? And in our world, it was the schooling system. The schooling system sits in the 
really centerpiece of Indeed. where we are. A lot of families in that community. So we just started to serve them. I just started to try to build relationship with them, you know, with the custodians, with the admin staff, with the teachers. That opened up doors that, no, I, I don't, I, again, to learning from you, I, I don't need to come to Bayside. I, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and we're here to serve you. Mm -hmm. what, what are your needs? And we saw in the school, they took ownership of what they were doing because we would come in and mm -hmm. do a serve day or clean something for them. Now, I say that as good, but I've also missed many opportunities. You know? oh, man. I was out for a run with one of our guys and there was literally a crash. There was an accident had happened. And him and I, we were running. And on the way back from the run, the car that was, the two cars that were crashed, they were there. And the girl was, I mean, thankfully there was no casualties or anything like that. It was just a bad crash and they were waiting for the police to do all the paperwork. So we ran. And to go back to what I think you said, Kristen, earlier on, we get so busy and I, I had yeah. an agenda that day. I was like, I was going for a <laughs> run with this guy. Yeah. I was going to go, I need to go back here, do this, do that, yeah. the other. Thankfully, the guy I was with was a better pastor than I am. <laughs> and he said, we, let's stop and find out everything. I was ready to just run wow. past. I was like, no, I got something. I got stuff I, to do. I, I got something to do. And you know what? We went over and, hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Listen, we're, we're just two pastors in the community. We'd love to pray for you. Can we pray for you? And it's amazing. Their response was like, oh, thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, that again, to go back to a moment of crisis. Man. But I was, yeah. I was really, I was like, yeah, they're fine. You know, no, no blood. Let's go. You know, I was just, yeah. I was so about my agenda. Yeah. I, I think we all have to be very, very aware. Yes, we need to have an agenda, but Lord, give us another opportunity mm -hmm. each day. Who are the people? You know, like uh, uh, Donna was asking me, a lady at church was saying about the city county commissioning, praying for them. And I know you've done this for a long time. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, how do I want to go there? You know, what's that? But then just going and praying for the county commissioning. It's mm -hmm. just a five, two, five minute you event. Know, if you can just walk slowly, as exactly. they say, slowly through the crowds like Jesus yeah. did. Yeah. And yeah. you see the the crisis as an opportunity, the accident there. Yeah, we just had a funeral at the church this week from a state we trooper did. who was shot in the line of duty, and we had you know some thirty different police enforcement yeah, from around the state, yeah. uh, governor and yeah. you know attorney general. All these people were were here, and the sheriff in our county. I saw him, and he goes, "Randy, thank you guys for doing this." And I said, well, that's what the church, well, at least that's the church I want to pastor. Yeah. I've always wanted to be a part of the community. How can we help? I told him this. I said, I want to be on your speed dial. Mm. And there's a problem in this community. The church, well, I'm here to serve you. But earlier on wow. in the days, you probably didn't have those opportunities, Randy. So I'm, I'm, ex I'm, well, I'm wondering. I did. But did but you, you were faithful with the opportunities that were in front of you at the time. Yeah. And over time, Okay, the governor comes to the church. Many many well, listeners may not have the governor come to their church, but they were. Uh, it's the more the encouragement of being faithful at that moment and over time, because your heart, not perfect, because you know we mess up course. all the time, but your heart to reach the community. God says, "No, I can trust you with. I can trust you with this." Everybody wants the governor at their church, exactly. But if you don't take care of the guy at the cracker exactly. barrel whose wife just right. or grandmother, grandmother just collapsed, exactly. That's what I was trying to get to. Then you get to just be faithful with the opportunities you have. So with yeah. civil leaders, yeah, what we did a long time ago was went to them and said, "Listen, we're a church in the community." They didn't know yeah. who we were. We probably had 100 people coming. Mm -hmm. And I said, where are the problem areas and how can we help? And that's how we started our outreach in these communities where the drugs and the yeah. you know, uh, crime was really high. And so we just decided to march into those communities, mm -hmm. 
start picking up trash, literally needles and had nothing to do with people coming to church. Oh, like these nothing. people are never going to come into the doors yeah, of the church. Of the, it didn't matter. Yeah. No. It did not matter. And is it cooking hot dogs and just serving mm. the people. And at first they're like, "What do you want?" Yeah, and mm. nothing. That's something that really impacted me when I first started to come to Bayside. I'm thinking, oh, th- we're not trying to be strategic to reach the people for Bayside. We're trying to be strategic to reach people for Jesus and that heart of generosity. Something I did see, I saw this in my parents all those years ago in Spain. I couldn't quantify it. I couldn't, but they had to. They just served the community. My dad was between the prison ministry and the uh, a drug rehab mm-hmm. and then their moms and the kids ended up coming to church and because you showed mm-hmm. care then they trusted you to okay who is this god who is this jesus what's this yeah. bible right you know so whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't yeah, what's, an that, American what's that quote thing. people don't care about what you say but they care about what you do or they won't care. people don't care how much you know until they know how, how much, much you care, care. yeah mm-hmm. and so talking about pastoring the community mm-hmm. people just need to know that you care that they yeah. care yeah um, you know, I, I I know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of kind of put you on the spot here, Pastor Uh-oh, Andy. I love that. Um, Can I deflect this one to, to <laughs> David Murphy over it, here? It is. It's one of the most impactful stories that I have heard you share, and and it's it is a it's a time when you were just kind of it was pretty early on Bayside, I, I think when whenever we had when we had started, um, and it's really one of the m- moments that marked you in pastoring this community. And I know uh, it wasn't one of the highlight reels because no. if you could go backwards, you would pro- you would 100% do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of comes into play with a lot of things we keep going back to that I, I would imagine a lot of our listeners and pastors and ministry leaders, they struggle with busyness or trying to, they're yeah. trying to get from here to there or they're focused on growing the church or they gotta meet with the people that are in the church and there's missed opportunities yeah. That, that really, when when you boil it down to pastoring the community, that it's what it's all about. And so not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot yeah, because totally. I'm on a microphone. Um, <laughs> I, I know Who how, gave her a microphone? Don't mess They're going to take it away from me next, next month. I won't have one. But um, it, it, I, would you share that moment? And it, it, I think it's going to minister and it was, really help It was early on in the church, and it, still, and it still bothers me to tell the story because of how gross I just missed the opportunity. Mm. And it's because you are, as a pastor, I have all these things I have to do. It's hard. It man. is so hard. Yeah, you got to look. Okay. And uh, so I was, I remember in our neighborhood, there was a little boy crossing the street, a little boy. He's a middle schooler. He was okay. going to school and he crossed the street, but he, he didn't look both ways. And he walked out oh. in front of the street in a, in a truck oh. came by and, and he died mm. right there. It was a big deal in our community, too. Yeah. And I remember driving past that family, because in order to get to my house in our neighborhood, I had to pass by that home every day. Mm-hmm. And I I prayed for that. I'd go by the, oh, Lord, bless yeah, you them. Did, yeah. Lord, bless them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, my heart sure. broke. It really sure. did. Sure. And I was like, God, I bless them. I prayed genuine. for them. I, yeah, of yeah. course I was. I really yeah. was genuine. And I remember praying like god we need momentum in our church and god bring growth and and i just know i I had this moment with god i don't really know how to describe it except you know god kind of grabbed a hold to my heart and i didn't necessarily hear him speak audibly but man he he spoke louder than audible you know what i mean you're never gonna forget this no it is louder than than words and he was like randy you're praying for all this growth in the church 
and you missed an opportunity to love people that that need it the most and so you want me to grow the church how about you just take care of the people that mm. i put around you hmm. so did you feel did you i know you prayed I'm, I'm sorry to sort of no that's okay. I'm, doing, I'm doing a christian here did you not yeah that's not your role did you not <laughs> did you go i'm gonna take the mic from you <laughs> mute <laughs> him somebody <laughs> Did you did you just not go to the house or how, why were you so I mean and obviously you were praying for them but do you feel you didn't go to the door or bring yeah, them a meal that was the problem I didn't did even go check okay I okay. didn't even go yeah. ask okay and here we are now this was probably eight nine months later I mean oh. this was it was not fresh mm, I mean sure. it was yesterday's news yes and the Lord I, brought that to your mind oh and I just repented I said God I'm sure I'm gonna mess up again but I'm going to walk different. I'm going to think different. I'm hopefully I'll see different now. And that affected the church that we have today. So because it was of that. from oh. that, that I, that's when I realized yeah. this wasn't, you know, pastor in the community is not just a cool phrase. No, it's like, I need it's to have messy. eyes to see those. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely it's messy. messy. And it's, it's time consuming. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say not just eyes to see, but y- time. time. Yeah. Margin. I have you to be live willing with margin or be willing to be interrupted. Yeah. But we live with margin. No. How many of you are sitting around going, I have margin today. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. <laughs> right. So how, how do you balance that? I mean, you you're have to be willing to be interrupted, be interrupted. And, you know, people say, oh, you're so busy, you know, the size of the church or whatever. Everybody's busy. Everybody's busy with something or another. Yeah. And so just you have to be willing to be interrupted. And I'm not great at it. Yeah. I'm I'm not because most times I got my head down and I'm plowing new ground. Sure. But that did brand me in such a way that it led me to pastoring the community which is from there i went to civil leaders and people and yeah. i went, yeah, that where are the problems yeah help me or let me help you with those things yeah. so it, it did it's, change it's, the it's culture. And, and then it helped bayside really go to places where we met where we're meeting people where the needs are mm-hmm. so that if we're interrupted in our we, we positioned ourselves to be interrupted no certainly it's funny you say that i remember uh, in this the spanish campus i, I was leading and again i Going back to this leading by the spirit, and this guy who had asked me to do the funeral, and I when I, I I went to the, I, I thought I don't even know this family, I don't even know who these people are. Um, I thought, oh, you know what, let's do the funeral. So I went and did the funeral, and even though the young guy that asked me to do it had been coming a little while, uh, it was a it was a God honoring time. All it was all it all went well, but the next week and the two weeks then, absolutely, there was about four rows of people from that family there, tío, tía, cousin, abuelo, all of them came to the service. And I realized, wow, you know, it's the caring. When mm-hmm. God, mm. there, we have to be prompted by the Spirit. You can't, oh, let's grow a church. No, care for people. And the Lord will grow his church. We yes. see that in the book of Acts again and again and again mm. and again. But to go back to your comments about time, I, I don't know how you do it. But I tie myself up in time and meetings and people that I don't create that margin. I, I, I need to be, it's okay when something doesn't go right. And my question to you is, were your sermons better the days that you ministered to the people because God gave you the grace that weekend to preach better? Or do you not even remember? All your sermons are good. Well, <laughs> well, I... Uh... <laughs> Because I you know, can I'm tell just trying you, to say, there's times when you don't get to study, but you do. The Lord, He fills in the gaps when you're doing. He is, does. Is okay. That fair? So, is, that, yes. is that a better way to? He most it? certainly does. Uh, you know, to so now let me speak 
as the the lead pastor sure. of the church because Sunday's coming and you have to have a sermon ready yeah. and you can fill your schedule with other stuff but when people show up on Sunday that's bread and butter you better yeah you better have a word and so um, I think that we need to manage our time in such a way that we give people the best that we can for the weekend. Yeah. Because they're there and they need to hear a revelation and a word from God. It's your one chance to pastor the large percentage of your people at all at one time yeah, by sharing a word with yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So this is not an excuse. I said all of that to say don't let this be, you know, sloppy, uh, agape kind of yeah. leading the church kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just going to show up and, and wing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not either or. It's both. That's wise. That's wise. Shepherd really well and prepare yeah. and study. But when moments like that come up and you need to pastor people and you got to walk slowly through the crowd, mm-hmm. I think God's grace does make up yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, you just can't wise. live there. That's, that's so wise. good. That's wise because those moments don't come out all the time. No. Yeah. Okay. That's so good. This this conversation, I think we could probably go on and on oh, and man. on and on about it. But as I reflect back just even on our time, you know, pastoring the community, mm. uh, we're talking about um, being willing to be interrupted. Yeah, being willing to be interrupted, walking slowly through the crowd, mm-hmm. not the focus not being on uh, people coming to the church, yeah. but just going where people yeah. are and being Jesus That's right. to to the community. Uh, what are some of the if you could in in a in a nugget in a quick nugget as That's we wrap gonna this episode? That's going to be hard for us. That's going to be I know. hard. I don't have nuggets. <laughs> but give me give me like a, young. all right all right give me like a like. That that one thing that if I if I could tell the person listening, pastor, church planner, leader, outreach ministry, volunteer, whoever it is, if you want to pastor your community well, what is that one? What's that thing you have to do? Well, I, honestly, I think it's all the things that we kind of covered. But I guess uh, in a nugget, what I would what I would tell people to realize. Hopefully, this will be the thing that'll in their mind, they'll be in the forefront. Mm-hmm. The strength of your church will not be what happens on the weekend. It'll be what happens in between the weekends. So good. And that is true. I think your church needs to have relationships in groups or however you do it. But but it's also, also the relational component that you have with pastoring the community in between the weekends. Like with your kids in sports or in whatever kind of activities that they have, then yeah. looking for those moments yeah. of difficulty that you can pastor them and help them. It's doing those things in between the weekend that I think will make your weekend mm. even better. Yeah. So it's that revelation that, yes, it's the weekend, and it needs to be mm-hmm. good, but your weekends will be better. If you spend your week. Yes. What about, what about I, you, David? I, I, just as I, I got a little bit more time to thank them, Randy, because uh, I... I I think because it's pastors and shepherds, it's prayer, prayer for our people, pray for the community, uh, pray it's for good. marriages, pray for families, pray for opportunities, pray because that's why you need to be healthy. I mean, w- we we need to be walking with the Lord so it is genuine, mm-hmm. you know, because people can see a fake, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you're just doing this to get to me. Oh, you're just doing it because you want me to go to your church. No, I, I love God and I want to love you. You right. know what I mean? So um, I would say one of the things is do, do not do not neglect the spiritual disciplines as a pastor, a leader, a shepherd, whatever it is. It's good. Whatever, yep. The spiritual disciplines will be the one that then will guide you because it's not about building your brand or your church. It's about building 
the name of Jesus Christ and pointing people to him. And that happens in prayer because prayer is aligning myself to him. Prayer is humbling myself to listen. Prayer is adjusting my schedule, mm-hmm. <laughs> being interrupted. So and I, I, there has to be a spiritual discipline of prayer. I mean, I'm not a prayer warrior you know i'm i'm not but i'm trying to learn what does it look like to pray without ceasing what does it look like to be able to be aware god give me your eyes yeah so that i can know it's on your strength that i do this Mm -hmm. and not my name Mm -hmm. and my reputation and i'm both ron and i we love people yeah, mm-hmm. we love to be around people, so it's most easy of to them. be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, most of them. It's true, uh, most of them. <laughs> Can I send one to back to your campus? Oh, um, but it's that prayer. I would say prayer is a big one. That's so good. Well, David, thank you so much for for being a part of the conversation oh, today. Oh my goodness, uh, oh nerd. Yeah, may, and if may, you don't maybe Randy will let you come back. Well, if people I don't, don't understand any words and you heard something that wasn't right from my accent, you were speaking Spanish. I was, yeah, speaking a lot. Oh, that's the way we say it in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I have your, the same thing. That's how we say it in Louisiana. It's like, oh, send okay. your emails to Kristen. Is that the one that we're sending? No, yeah. David Murphy. Oh, yeah, no. uh, no, no, I don't no, care. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, thank you, I'm Randy. Honored. Thank you. Thank you. It's always uh, it's always great yes, to sir. sit down and have a conversation. I, I truly enjoy it, uh, sharing my own mistakes and things that I've learned. That's and good. hopefully this whole podcast and even what we talked about today and in general, that this thing just helps other pastors yeah. uh, just kind of yeah. learn. I think we are better together. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.